Women Taking the Lead, episode 233. For me, it's in moments that I start comparing myself to other people or I start taking into consideration what somebody else says or what their opinions are of how I should do things. That's when I start to falter. So, you know, there's this thing called, yes, go gather information, but... The advice that I would really give to myself is like your number one job is to know you and to know what's right for you and to figure it out for you. And because once I know that, then I can show up as my best self. And then and then I can plow through all of this other yuck, like all that other self-doubt or the I should be like this or let me try the business model that looks like that over there versus what's no what's right for me. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Have you grabbed your copy of my best-selling book, Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash accomplished to access the secrets to achievement and success. Now, your future awaits. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Katie Kremitzos, who is an entrepreneur, growth strategist, and business coach dedicated to helping women take their businesses to the stratosphere. She provides online and offline education, hosts masterclasses, group and one-to-one coaching and retreats to women who dream big and who are passionate about living their purposes through their businesses. In 2009, she began her entrepreneurial career when she joined her husband's brand new startup, Tampa Bay business owners. Merging her passions for women and business, in 2014, she launched the Biz Women Rock podcast, which does rock. This gave birth to an entire community of action-taking, purpose-driven businesswomen all over the world. Katie, I am so excited to be chatting with you today. Your podcast was one of the podcasts I was listening to before I launched this podcast. And, you know, the to have ever imagined back then I would have you on as a guest on the show and we'd just be chatting like this was crazy. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. And as you know, the bios we put out there, that's just the tip of the iceberg of who we are as people. <laughs> so if you could share with us a little bit more about you and who you are in the world. Yeah, well, first off, thank you so much for having me. Yay! I'm so, so happy to be here. I feel like a giddy little girl being able to chat with you. <laughs> um <laughs> So, oh my gosh. Okay, so who am I in the world? I I think first and foremost, I'm someone who is ridiculously passionate about business and really making an impact on the world. And I have chosen to do that through the lens of helping businesswomen. Um, that tends to be where I spend a lot of my time just because I love doing it. I am also a mother to an almost two-year-old and um, have taken to motherhood pretty well. It's something I really, really love. Um, I am married to a awesome man who just is a total big dreamer and somebody who does big things in the world. And ultimately, I just kind of like showing up and living the most I can out of this life. So that is me in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. It's you in a nutshell, but I really have to back you up when I say like, you are who you are, wherever you go. Every time <laughs> I listen to your podcast, I've bumped into you at podcast movement. Yep. I've seen you on Facebook, like you are the same Katie everywhere you go. And I love that about you, like your enthusiasm, your passion, and just your just, just your good nature comes across. And, you know, Katie, you know, I, I watched you for a 
from a distance at first, had a chance to chat with you quickly when I saw you at Podcast Movement, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think anyone who goes and checks out your pages and your brand is really going to get a sense of like, wow, this woman is living big, dreaming big, doing the big things. But as you and I both know, that's not where we start. You know, (laughs) it's usually like that's where we've evolved to and it takes time. But, you know, we all have times in our lives when, you know, we aren't playing big and we're holding ourselves back because we just don't see ourselves as being capable of having that big life. So, Katie, start us off with sharing a playing small story from your life and the lessons you learned from it. Oh, my goodness. Um, So I... The funny thing is, is I don't think I naturally play small. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that that was actually probably a learned thing because playing big probably hurt at some point. Um, meaning I was always a big dreamer growing up. I always, always had something in my head called, I'm going to make big ripples in this universe. I didn't call it that back then, but I just knew it was, I grew up in a really small town. So it was what that meant immediately was I'm going to, I'm too big for my town. I got to move out of the town. I got to go. I'm going to live in the big city. I'm going to go have a big career and I'm going to help people. And, um, and then, uh, you know, I can remember I, I was an athlete. I was constantly really wanting to achieve as an athlete. And so there was this constant, like showing up, doing the work, practicing all the time, getting accolades for that. So, you know, I can't, even as a child, I don't remember really like ever kind of staying small. However, I do remember a point in time in college. I was, it was, um, my last year in college, I think. And at that point I had spent a couple of years studying like women's studies. I had swung pretty far to the fence of like being a really angry. I always refer to those as my very angry feminist state. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I don't have the angry part of that equation anymore, but like, you know, like I was really passionate about like picking women up and like leading the charge and, and making an impact through women. Because if I could do that, we can make this massive, massive thing happen in this world. And so, um, I remember it was a new concept to me, like really thinking on that global of a scale in such a specific, I know that that is not even that specific, but even in that particular niche way. And I remember talking to a friend about it and he, interrupted me halfway through me kind of going off on this very big idea because I didn't know how I was going to do that at that time. I was just like, yes, I could do this. And I just don't know what that means. And he interrupted me and he said, man, I really feel sorry for you. And I was like, why do you feel sorry for me? He goes, because with, I, I don't remember exactly how he said this, but he basically said with ideas that big, you're setting yourself up for so much disappointment. And I got to tell you, I can't tell you one specific example, but I can tell you probably for at least five or six years after that, I don't think I thought about that idea anymore. I don't even know if I thought it was possible. Somewhere in my subconscious, I had taken on and owned that having that big of a grandiose idea, even though it wasn't even specific, like I didn't even know how I would implement that, completely got erased from uh, my consciousness because I I totally owned what he said. So as far as playing small, what I would say that would be is that I did not move forward on something that I felt so much fire about. Um, I just kind of went into I moved into the space of like, okay, let me then, you know, 
go to grad school, go get a job, go do all that sort of stuff, get, make a good wage, all that stuff. That's sort of what I moved into, which is very weird for me. <laughs> yeah, Katie, that's a perfect example. And you know, and the, it's, it's amazing given the fact that you were always such a big dreamer and a big doer before that stage. And it's interesting how sometimes people can catch us at these vulnerable moments. You know, yeah. we don't even see it coming and they say something and it plants a seed. Yeah. And I can hear in what you're saying, like it created a story for you yeah. that you were living that, oh, if you like live a big life, you're going to get really hurt. Yeah. Like there's no other way for like that's too big. It's too big. So it's not going to happen. So why even try if you're not going to make it happen, mm -hmm. which, um, you know, absolutely like that, unfortunately or fortunately, like it even still comes out to this day, like in those moments of self-doubt, like what I realized, have you I don't remember who quoted this, but it's um, it's this quote about like what we're what we're so terrified of in life is not actually um, failure. It's actually succeeding. It's actually the light. Mm -hmm. It's actually how big we can be because that's really scary because now you have to become the person who can live in that light. Right. And the person who is seen in that light. And that's really scary. And I, I and I can pinpoint that being the moment that I learned that 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 is the moment that started something in me and planted something in me that when I have fear that stops me, I know it's because of the living big part. And that mm -hmm. that's that one story that I can uh, like draw back to and say, dang it, I got to get that out. Yes. <laughs> I don't want that. Like, I know that that's what ends up stopping me sometimes. Yes. And it brings to mind another quote that I've heard. You'll appreciate this because it's, it's like the flip, it's the flip side of the experience you had. It, it's, um, set a goal so big that you must be, you have to grow into the person who can accomplish it. Right. 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 When we think about living this really big life, we get fearful because we think I'm going to stay the same and I'm not going to be able to live that life. I'm not going to be able to maintain it. But you don't have to worry about that because in the striving for the goal, you will become the person who can. And isn't that true always along the way? I, I mean, when you're a sixth grader, you know you cannot go to college. You are not ready right. for that. It would it would eat you up and spit you back out, but you are gonna grow into the person who can totally handle and enjoy right. college, you know? Yeah. And the same goes for our businesses or whatever goal we have. You know, if we wanna triple our businesses, yeah, like who I am, how I'm operating right now would not be able to handle a business that was triple mm -hmm. its size. But it's going to take a little bit of time to get there. It's not going to happen overnight. And I'm going to become the person who can. Totally. I really am a big believer and I preach this often that, you know, business is ultimately a personal development journey. And um, if you can dream big in your business, that's great. But the, the place where you need to start is becoming the person who can who can actually live that business. So if you want to build a seven and eight figure business. Uh, uh, and you're recognizing that, OK, m the income that I make right now is not yet there. It, the first question is always, well, who do I need to become in order to be the person who runs a seven and eight figure business? Right. So it becomes a personal, a personal journey on how do I need to evolve as a as an individual, as a leader, as a woman, as you know, a, a person who can manage a team, a person who can um, be have a great emotional intelligence in order to get past certain things like that's that's how businesses get built, because you are forced to become someone that then knows how to run the company that you want to have. 
We are of the same mind, Katie. Yep. I'm loving this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie, now share with us another another story, this time of a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call, an aha moment. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. Man, there are so many of these. I think I've had about four of these already this week. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there are so many of these. Um, I think aha moment, um, you know, I probably will talk about one just recently since it's top of mind, which is that I anytime that I experience any sort of hiccup in my personal growth and therefore like in my business growth or my growth as a mother, my growth as a wife and partner, um, I always know that it comes internally. So uh, a big wake up call or a big kind of aha moment that I had was that um, I recently was kind of going through a really big low moment in my business, really having a lot of self-doubt, really having this like, what am I doing here? Right. Which is crazy because that's not that's not how I show up all the time. But these moments happen. So it was in that down moment that I. I happened to get interviewed on my friend's podcast, Weight Loss Nation, and um, and the story behind that is is a total random one where um, I was talking to her off to the side one day because she happens to be here local with me, and I was kind of telling her this backstory that I had of having an eating disorder and how like I've had this whole like history of weight loss and body and food and all that sort of stuff. She looked at me like, really? Never would have thought that about you. Not that you were not, that's not the person I know. And I was like, I know it was like over a decade ago. Like that's, I rarely think about that time anymore. But, and so we ended up talking on her podcast about it and it brought me back to that time period of my life, that season of my life that I had gone through something so intense that required so much growth and so much willingness to get back up over and over again and keep keep muddling through so I could figure it out. And ultimately, I did. And ultimately, I'm in a very healthy place with that. But the big aha moment was like, I know how to do this. I know what it's like to go through some down moments. And I know what it's like to really doubt myself and to ultimately find that strength internally and to know who I am. And I know how to get past seasons that feel like they're never going to end. I know how to move from, oh my gosh, intense to a place of peace and total health and fulfillment and flow. Like I already know how to do this. So, um, that would just be one example of one of many, many mm-hmm. ahas. But, you know, ultimately, the the lesson is that so many of us as women along our journeys in life, like we've already experienced some great, great experiences that have taught us so much that we can easily apply to any other experience that we are challenged with or facing at the moment that we are may or may not really know how to deal with in the moment. But once you realize like, you know what? I've already, I've already done this. Like I've already, I already know how to go through this. Let me apply those lessons to this. Like that was a really great aha moment. Yeah. We forget the tools we already have in our toolbox, you know, mm-hmm. especially like you said, like, especially if you're generally like an up person, when you find yourself feeling down, you're almost like, it's almost like, like slipping on ice. You know, you're just like, what, where is this? What's happening? And Katie, I'm curious, what were some of the things that you did, you know, during the second time around to get yourself out of that funk? Oh my goodness. Um, so, uh, a couple of things that work really well for me is that I, I talk, <laughs> I need, I need an intimate group of support. And so that comes in a couple different ways. Like I have 
my sister, who is like my go-to, she knows all everything that's in my closet. <laughs> so I, she's a very safe space for me to go to in really dark moments. I have a business coach that I go to and acts as a mentor. And I can tell her as it relates to business, like through the lens of business, like, oh my God, I'm experiencing this. And I can sort of download on her. And just the nature of talking it out takes the toxic sting out of all of the thoughts. So if I if I get the thoughts out of my head as soon as possible, then it it really takes a lot of the toxicity out of it. I journal a lot. So but I journal not necessarily in like the ways of, hey, this is what happened and this is how I'm feeling. Although I do some of that. I actually journal a lot about what I want my life to be, because a lot of times in really low moments, we really forget um, what it is we want. We're so focused on what we don't have or what's missing or what the struggle is. And so what I do is I have a process that I go through of like really identifying things that I'm really grateful for. And we all know that, but like the act of writing it out is really powerful and just seeing all of the great things that I have in my life. And then actually envisioning what it is I do want, because if I can get focused on the things that I want, two things happen. I actually realize I'm not that far away from those things. And actually I might kind of have some of those things already, and it gives me, it, it allows me to move towards something. And I work so much better if I have a goal that I'm <laughs> working towards rather than just commiserating in my own misery of how horrible things are. Uh, you know? Yes. I'm laughing because, you know, for me, low moments like that come about when I've lost like clarity and vision yeah. around yeah. where I want to go. So then I'm just kind of spinning my wheels and being like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? What's going on? And I love how you said that. And it's great advice, whether you're an extrovert or an introvert or a combination of the two, like talking it out, writing it out will help you get clear yeah. on, you know, will help you release some of the negative emotion and the negative thoughts, but get you focusing on what's good and what do I love and where do I want to go? What do I want life to be like? And I'm like you, like, once I know what I need to do, like I'm off, I'm done yeah. talking, I'm done <laughs> writing, I'm in action and I'm feeling great again. Yeah. And and it is so important because I am like you in that way. And and the not so great thing about that is that oftentimes I can just move immediately into action and think like I get into this, I need to accomplish. And once I accomplish, that fulfills. So what I need to do is recognize the giant personal lesson that I really did need to learn during that low moment um, and, and give myself some love for that. So it, for me, it's a con like those moments constantly remind me to take better care of myself and to better love myself. So like, you know, in a lot of these moments, these low moments, there's definitely like negative self-talk. And so there's this constant lesson of like, dude, Katie, would you talk to yourself really nicely? Because if you <laughs> let your friend talk to themselves like that, like you would smack her, you know? Okay. So it is, it is definitely a, uh, an ever evolving practice of treating myself in this, uh, this art of self-love and, and understanding that, that, that paying attention and giving yourself the love then allows you to nourish other people. So it's, it's, again, it's like, it's not just the act of like, what am I accomplishing after that? Although that stuff does fulfill me and it feels really good. It's also making sure that I take the lesson from that and enact that to where it builds me up and I, I'm a better person internally because of it. I love that. And this is a great segue because the next question I want to ask, I ask all my guests, 
is about their leadership style because, you know, you are not like every other woman who's been on this podcast. You know, every woman has been just a little bit different. And if we were to pick one person and say, oh, that's the right way to lead, the rest of us would be lost. And we'd be doing this weird, awkward dance trying to be a leader. And I think sometimes that trips women up. So I want the women listening to this podcast to hear many, many versions of a great leadership style. So Katie, what would you say your leadership style is? I would say without a doubt, the type of leader that I am is um, the, you know, sisters in arms. I'm the one who will, who um, is very authentic. I'm very vulnerable. Um, as Jody and I were talking about before, you know, we started the conversation is, um, you know, I, I'm the one who is very real in sharing the ups, the downs, the realness of what my journey is like. I, I, I knew at a very early age that me sharing vulnerable moments, whether they were quote unquote good or bad moments, doesn't really matter. But me being willing to share those moments that I was experiencing allowed other people, women specifically to say, Oh my God, I'm glad I'm not the only one. And that moment gave birth to this uh, ama- amazing amount of empowerment on the other end of that. So, so that is the kind, that's how I've sort of honed my leadership in the sense that as I teach and as I strategize with clients or I'm teaching a particular, you know, masterclass or, you know, doing some sort of education for my community, it is very much like, Hey, I know this and I'm going to share my information with you, but I'm not knowing it because I'm the quote unquote expert. I know it because I live it and I'm going to share with you what I do great and what I don't do great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so I would, I would say that I'm very much the, the leader who sort of like, I'm, I'm not up on a pedestal. I'm like down in, on this journey with you. I will walk this road with you. I'm very much a cheerleader. I'm, you know, I, I see the potential in my community members and I will help put up a mirror in front of their faces when they need to see it. And I'll just keep walking with them. That's what I do. I love that. And it goes back to your original story about you saw yourself someday leading the charge for women and being out there and you're doing it by being transparent and sharing Mm -hmm. what's going on in your life. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And you're not getting hurt by it. (laughs) No, I mean, I think that the weird thing is sometimes um, there's been a little bit of conversation about this a lot lately about like, man, everyone looks the same online. You know, there's so many, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm in this online business space. Okay, so like my brand and I exist online a lot. That's really where my community, you know, comes together. And so But it's like, man, everyone, all the quote unquote successful people look alike. They're all done up. They're all perfect. They're all getting this free downloadable, whatever. And, um, and, and I guess my, uh, like, there's this thing called, I don't need to be anything other than me. And when I show up as me, the people who are attracted to that and find value in that keep, you know, they're listening. They, I've got their ear and I can help them. And then they're the best person to be helped by me. So, um, you know, as far as the, the leading goes, it's, it's just about like, being authentically you in the way that feels best for you. There are some people in my space who are like, there's no way I would ever share that type of a story, Katie. That is way too vulnerable for me. There's no way I would drop that, you know, that expletive and that email. And it's like, okay, we'll do whatever feels right for you, you know, because mm-hmm. who you are um, and how you find that perfect marriage of how you communicate who you are to be able to give value to other people is what eventually attracts your ideal tribe around you. 
Yes. You know, and I was saying earlier about how you are who you are everywhere, right? Yeah. I really get a sense that it is the genuine Katie. I don't see pictures of you on Facebook or in ads in this like glamorous dress looking all calm and thoughtfully <laughs> off into the distance. It's typically you in your summer wear blast laughing. <laughs> It's so funny. Even uh, my girlfriend who just uh, redid a bunch of my like professional photos, she even she didn't even have to ask me. She like the that I got like 24 photos from her. And I think 22 of them are all like in the moment me laughing at something off, not looking at the camera. And she's like, it's just that's how you are. And I was like, good. I'm glad you captured that. Uh-huh. The, the whole like forward facing professional photo does not line up with who I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that about you. You're genuine because like at no point do you look at those pictures and go, well, no one's going to take me seriously if I put this up. It's like, no, that's who I am. So that's what's going out there. Yeah, Love exactly. it. And Katie, what's one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about and want to share with us? So I am super, super excited that I have a couple months ago, I launched the Biz Women Rock Elite community. So it's a cool, cool, I wouldn't even call it a project. I would call it really kind of the next phase of the whole Biz Women Rock community, because this is where I get the opportunity to be the community leader for women who are just super on fire about their businesses. They are a thousand percent determined to to grow their businesses because they see it as a vehicle for being able to have an impact on the world, being able to have an impact in their lives that can help them get to the goals that they have in their lives, but ultimately have them fulfill a purpose. So um, for these women within the elite community, I basically provide, I keep on curating like the best of the best content, whether it's particular experts that I know that I can bring in for master classes. Um, and I'm celebrating the wisdom that we all have amongst each other. So I do case studies in there once a month where I will, you know, choose different members and have they have them come and teach everyone else about what they know, not necessarily their expertise that they teach, by the way, but something like they just do really well in their business that could have nothing to do with you know, who they are to the public world, but they do it really well in their business. And so they're there sharing all of that expertise with all of the other members. And, um, and ultimately they just get, uh, it's like, we have a virtual networking meeting that we have once a month so that we can actually connect with each other and make really great relationships. And this is the community that they all go to, that they have like this really tight knit sisterhood of people who are in this journey with them. So that is really special to me because that just, that allows me to work deeper and deeper with women who are just they're 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 going to figure this out and they want those other yes women along that journey with them. Mm -hmm. And I know from my experience, women are craving community and not just any community. They want to be in community with other women who are like minded and yep. up to similar things. Yep, exactly. So these are the women who are, you're never going to hear like, oh, you can't do that. Or no, I don't, I don't think that sounds possible. Like, these are the women who are always going to say, like, if there's a member who says, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. And what do you guys think? Like, these are the women that are going to have a massive conversation about how and have you thought about this? And oh, my gosh, what about this? And I have a friend over here who could help you with that. And you need to talk to this person. So, mm -hmm. so it ends up being a massive value for each and every one of those women who, um, who want to feel like there's a safe space that they could go to and a trusted space that they could go to so they don't feel like they're so alone on this journey. This can be a really, this entrepreneurial journey can be really lonely sometimes. And, and my goal is to make sure that women know that they have that sisterhood to go to and to be a part of that. You've got, you've got dozens and dozens and dozens of other women at your back with you. 
Love it. And Katie, on the flip side of things, what would you say is your biggest leadership or business challenge that you're faced with right now? Um, I would circle back and say that it I am my own worst enemy because <laughs> I I think big and I want to play big and there's this gap between how I actually will show up all the time versus what I want to be doing. <laughs> um, and, and that literally is like, okay, I know I need to do the, this Facebook live series and I know I need to build out this particular funnel over here and I need to do X, Y, and Z. So, and, um, one of the, one of the, I don't call it a challenge. Like I, I don't work well with having eight, 8,000 things going on at once, I kind of freeze up. I am very good if I've got two or three things to focus on and that's it. So because of that, I'm pretty much in constant prioritization on like what things get my attention and anything else that's not on that list just doesn't get my attention. So, um, so my biggest challenge is, is like keeping up with the big dreams that I have and, uh, and ultimately like just giving myself a lot of grace for not having everything so big already and just keep on showing up and doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's been a theme that's been coming up as you've been sharing your stories is just having compassion for yourself and grace. I've fallen in love with that word, yeah. you know, that the undeserved gift um, of just space. So thank you for that. Yeah. All right, Katie, now we're going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell Whoop. us, I know. <laughs> boop, boop. So excited. What is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? Um, the immediate answer that comes to my mind, there are a lot of these, but I think the immediate answer that comes to my mind is, um, morning journaling. And it's a practice that I've gotten into probably over the past, like little less than a year. And every single morning, I call it my mindset Olympic work <laughs> because just like kind of Olympic athletes, like they are doing very hardcore exercise and like focused workouts in order to make them Olympic athletes. I really do believe that our mind determines what we see in our lives in this world. And so the kind of mindset work that I've been doing comes through and I practice it through the art of journaling and through this idea of like, I want to manifest this and I want to have this. So that practice every single morning helps me actually put a vision and words on things that I never would have really gotten out of my head. And the reason that that allows me to show up better as a leader is because I can then see myself as the leader. I can, I can, I can see what comes up for me. I can see what challenges I'm having. And I really feel like the better I am at being me, the better leader I can be for other people by mere example um, and by sharing those lessons with everyone else. So that that morning journaling process, the my mindset Olympics process every single morning has been a really powerful tool and daily practice for me to to show up as the best kind of leader I can. Have you branded that mindset Olympics? Because that's I need brilliant. to, right? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I have like a mindset, a seven day mindset challenge. I think I need to kind of rebrand re that under the, you know, let's run the mindset Olympics. <laughs> yes. Especially when the Olympics come around again, you'll definitely have to do that challenge. Great idea. Great idea. <laughs> I love it. And Katie, what advice would you give your younger self? My, the advice I would give to my younger self is just to 
know myself. Like my number one job is to know my myself and to not pay attention to what anyone else is doing or whatever anyone else thinks that I should do. Um, it's in those moments that like when we see, when we, I, I'm going to, I'll use it for me. And if you happen to identify with the, with this, great. But for me, it's in moments that I start comparing myself to other people or I start taking into consideration what somebody else says or what their opinions are of how I should do things. That's when I start to falter. So, you know, there's this thing called, yes, go gather information, but the advice that I would really give to myself is like your number one job is to to know you and to know what's right for you and to figure it out for you. And because once I know that, then I can show up as my best self. And then and then I can plow through all of this other yuck, like all that other self-doubt or um, the I should be like this or let me try the business model that looks like that over there versus what's no, what's right for me. I love that. Now, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. I could tell you one that's top of my mind right now because a client of mine actually sent me a beautiful uh, piece of art with this saying on it, but it's stay in your lane. Um, and I can't say that it's a success quote, but it's a nice, awesome reminder to like uh, kind of going right back to what I just said, which is, you know, pay attention to you, find out what works for you and, you know, stay there. Don't, don't feel like you need to be going and, you know, bowling your bowling balls down, you know, all 12 lanes, like stay here in your lane. That's where you can make the biggest impact. I love that. You know, and for me, I always hear another message like, and don't feel the need to meddle in other people's stuff yeah. either. Like, don't get too caught up with what other people have going on and feeling like you have to try to fix it or mentor or anything like that. Like stay yeah. in your lane, stay focused, help the people you're meant to serve. Mm -hmm. That's where you're going to do your best work. Yeah. Life is too short to get muddled up in all that other stuff. Mm -hmm. And lastly, Katie, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? So my home base is at bizwomenrock.com. And uh, immediately when you go there, if you choose to opt in, you'll get a private invitation to from me to join our private Facebook group. That is really where anyone who listens to my podcast or anyone who's a part of the Biz Women Rock community at large, that's all. That's where we all hang out. And that's such a great way to kind of have 24-hour access to other awesome women who are doing some really great things in this world. So that is the best way to connect with me. Yeah. And I'm a member of that community. And it is just chock full of lovely, ambitious, go-getting women. So if that's you, definitely check out Katie's community. And for most of you, I know you're in the car, you're out for your run, you're like on the go, and it's hard to write down all this stuff. But you know, you can go to womentakingthelead.com and you'll find Katie's show notes page there. She spells her name K-A-T-I-E. So put that in the search bar. Her page will come up. And Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Uh, Jody, thank you so much. And I really, really appreciate you having me on. And I'm just such a big fan of what you're doing here. Before we say goodbye, I want to give a huge shout out to Millie Welsh at ZebraLab Web Solutions. She does the hosting for the Women Taking the Lead website, as well as the SEO and payment solutions. So if you need help with any of these things, contact Millie at ZebraLabWebSolutions.com. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? 
Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.